0: Hey, when does the show start? Wait a minute.
1: (gasps) First, let's hear from our sponsors.
0: Oh, okay. In just a
2: minute. 50% of all lifetime mental illness begins at the age of 14. 75% by the age of 24. You got something going on. You need to reach out to somebody, maybe a neutral third party. Markwelltherapy.com. Dr. David Markwell and his therapists uh, do an amazing job there at Ridgeline Counseling. Markwelltherapy.com. They can do it virtually. You can stop by one of their three Georgia locations, East Cobb, Marietta, near the square, or McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. Again, Markwelltherapy.com. True story. Uh, one of our most popular guests uh, is Matt Doug Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm. Uh, That's no joke. You guys love him. I love him. If you have any questions for him when he pops in on the show, you go to podcastthebs.com. There's a whole section set up. You can ask us on social media, or you can leave a message on our hotline, 404-369-3825. Possibly get a one-on-one. Specializing in criminal law located in Atlanta, but practices nationwide, theauroralawfirm.com, theauroralawfirm.com.
0: Ugh. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, what's going on After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. dude. Sit back, enjoy, here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense.
3: I have a very particular set of skills.
0: You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. And by God, this is The BS.
2: Alright, here it is, episode 150 of The BS. Thanks for being here. My name is Jason Bailey. There's, as his screen says, Mexico Nate, the <laughs> host and runner and the leader of the moment of Mexico Nate's podcast. I don't even know what you're calling it.
4: <laughs> oh, wow. yeah, we're just calling it a Mexico a Mexico moment with Nate and oh. Alexis. Oh, and oh. yeah,
2: wife gets a little billing in there. Nicely done. Yeah, nice. And, and sitting right next to me on this lovely couch from 1982 <clears throat> is Nicky D Hey
5: hey,
2: hey. hey and Nelson's floating around here somewhere. I don't know. He oh, there <laughs> he is. is. No. I see him. I so seen it. For some reason, he wants to jump on his phone and he's going to do it on his phone, which is going to be real weird. I swear to God, this dude finds a way to screw something up every single time, <laughs> every single time. He there will fi- you go. He, 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 you're like a bad luck charm. All right. It, it, okay. Let me put this up here. Right. Bad it's just, it's just, always late, and this is always move stuff around, and you got to move around him, and it's just bad.
4: All right. There we go. <laughs> just, just bad.
2: Uh, How would the podcast go, Nate?
4: I think it went well. Um, I mean, like I said, our I guess our biggest issue was probably just recording it because I don't have like an interface to do two microphones. So she had to record on my old laptop with a an older mic I had, and I recorded on mine, and then I had to put the the audio together. So that was probably the biggest hurdle. <laughs> uh,
2: can I send things to Mexico? Can I, like, send something to you?
4: Eh, no, nah, not really. That's, I've been talking to Jose, um, and he's been showing me kind of what he has in his shop and everything. So we're trying to get something worked out. But uh, my, my brother-in-law comes down in a couple of weeks, so... If we can get something to him, that's probably the easiest route.
2: I was going to say, oh, just be- just because he's Jose, he can st- send stuff to Mexico? I
4: can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I just mean he has, you know, some equipment in his pawn shop. And so he could send it to my brother-in-law. But, yeah, I mean, even, like, my dad was asking about sending me something the other day. And I looked in. You know, we have, like, DHL and, and FedEx and things like that. But to send a five-pound package from Iowa to, to where I live in Mexico and DHL, the shipping is $315.
2: Jesus.
4: Yeah. yeah, so not it's just not not economical. It's easier just to get somebody to bring it down if they're flying down.
2: Yeah, so w- let's talk about that because i I have that. I have the uh, the Scarlet the two mic interface that I I think I maybe used once or twice. I think at the start of the pandemic when we were doing the radio show in Atlanta, uh, and I was doing it off my computer, and I had like the headset mic. So we had mm-hmm. I did have the Golden Scissors Studio. Um, so I have that. I I I mean. I don't use it, so I can send it to you. So you have two. Oh, notes. that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, so, you know, so I, well, I'll send it to you, your brother in law. Yeah. Is, this is the one that got shot, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in uh, Largo, Florida now. And he's coming to Mexico, huh? Mm hmm. Yeah. Never been. Just got his, uh, his first passport. That's,
5: oh, nice. That's that's
2: the yeah. story right there. Guy that was shot a couple of years ago in the United States goes to Mexico and gets shot again. No, no, <laughs> that is not the story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're not
5: even going to say
2: that. Hey, turn that light on, would you, please? Or somebody turn the light on? Yeah, I forgot. Dude, my, my brain is, is just mush, you know? So with the, the launch of the radio show, which, by the way, we had a really successful launch. We had a really, really good first week. And yeah. There was a couple hiccups, some major ish, and some not so major ish. <laughs> Either way. Nikki and I did a really good job. We pushed
5: through. So did Nelson. <laughs> we pushed
2: through. <laughs> we, as collectively as a show, had a really, really good show, didn't we, Nikki? You and I
5: <laughs> and Nelson.
4: <laughs> if you could see Nelson's oh, face, right? The right, now. To
3: right. Talk and I learned the right not to talk. You know, you got to know when you have and haven't. And I'm just gonna. So, smile the, and nod.
2: so the good thing about our radio show, just starting out, you know, as we, you know start to get a groove and, you know, and I've gone through this process numerous times before, so it's it's not anything new. But the one thing that's interesting about this radio show is if I were a listener, I couldn't stop listening to it because at any moment, Nelson's going to have a heart attack. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is worth my time to listen to a radio show. I mean, literally, the dude, everything he does, he sweats, he huffs, he puffs, he overreacts. He's going to give out. His heart is going to give out at he's, some point.
5: He's so nervous all the time. I just have to tell him, Nelson, just take a breath. Just take a deep breath. You're going to be fine. It's going to be fine. You
3: guys are acting like Nate doesn't have pages and pages of text messages from me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what are you telling him, Nate? Who, me? He said, yeah. He said you got pages and pages of text messages.
4: Are you telling you him? Oh, no. I think he says from him, so yeah. he's talking about him messaging me. Yeah,
3: very little. Nate's just like, It's gonna be okay, buddy. Oh. Don't worry.
4: <laughs> I was yeah. like, You got it.
3: Are you are you
2: not responding? I guess is my point. <laughs> he oh, yeah, said something. No, okay. No I'm,
4: no, I'm responding.
3: Oh, okay. Oh, he's a guy. Nate's one of my uh good yeah. friends. I love Nate. Well so. I,
4: he was, he's been asking me, you know, so, some tips because a lot of the games uh, you guys have been playing, it's Nelson's first time playing them. So he's asked, you know, just asked me for advice and stuff. And I said, Oh yeah, this looks good. You know, things like that. So and I thought, thought he's been doing good the first week, at least from what I've heard uh, well. Who, who have you been talking to? Nobody. The radio, just from listening to oh, it, Or okay. I guess the internet. The, the
2: right station?
4: You're on the right <laughs> Yeah. 98 Rock. Okay, yeah, 98 Rock, Tampa, right?
2: Yeah. 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 98 Rock, Baltimore. <laughs> Those guys are great. Yeah. That crash guy down there in Tampa. Didn't know you sounded like him. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, for the most part, you know, the benchmark bits, as we call them in the radio biz, uh, were good. And I know you two percenters and your old school Atlanta listeners, you know, it's funny because I was really curious on what your reaction was going to be when, you know, I released a, a rundown of the games and I got a good reaction on social on that. And then we started doing them this week. And and I remember when we started this podcast, like we tried to do Smarta Marta, you know, and then... Brandon openly admitted he's lazy and uh, decided he didn't want to do it anymore. And then we tried to do another game, which was more controlled, where we could have the listeners on with us uh, via WebEx. And that just got cumbersome. It was just becoming such a headache. And everybody wanted the the bits, the games, you know, but you can't do the game of tones in podcast form. You can't. You can't do any of those things in podcasts. It's very, very difficult. And and, and I think I said this on last episode. Like I'm, it, you know, you go from radio to podcasting, and that was a learning curve. And now you go from podcasting, still podcasting, to radio, mm-hmm. and it's 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 interesting. It's like it, it's like uh, doing something at a high level, and then it all slows down. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and and I think doing the podcast uh this past year plus it, it has just done wonders for me in the radio business. Um and I it, but I don't think it would have worked if I would have just uh if I didn't do radio before. You know like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
5: Like podcasting don't want to work if you didn't do radio before?
2: No, no, no. Like the way I feel right now wouldn't have worked before. Like oh, okay. I I had to go from radio to podcasting to radio, okay, and podcasting, okay. It's just this, it's a weird, weird element, you know. And then you have uh, the everything that goes along with radio, you know. You, the The podcast listener is nowhere near, nowhere near. Like you don't have haters in the podcast listener world, right? Because if you do, you look so stupid.
5: Right, because you, you chose to click on the podcast and it, listen to it. Exactly. You chose <laughs>
2: You chose to listen to it. You can't be mad if you don't like it. Now, if someone asks you, hey, have you ever heard it? And you go, yeah. And they go, what do you think? You oh, I'm just not a fan. That's understandable. Right. But you can't go on social media and bitch and complain that you don't like a podcast that you had to actively-
5: Click, listen, play.
2: Right, exactly. <laughs> But subscribe to <laughs> in the radio world it's different because it's a public forum.
5: Right. And and, anybody can listen. And radio
2: radio listeners are entitled. They feel entitled because you know it's like you're taking up space on my frequencies. And if you do that, you better deliver to me. And so yeah. and so if you don't meet up to their standards, in which you know, a week, first week on a radio show in a new market, you're never going to live up to their standards. It's just impossible. But, you know, and then you follow a show that maybe had a following or something. I've been there, done that, and, you know, followed bigger shows and bigger markets. So it's it's not, it's, there's nothing new that I'm experiencing right now. I just happily forgot about the negative side of radio when it comes to the, the, the listener. You know, the, yeah. the, the troll, the tough guy that sits there and, you know, Says, hey, I should have come out there and done this, and you know, it's, you just want to reach into the computer screen and go. I'm not the guy, dude. I don't, <laughs> I don't know who you think you're talking to, but I, I'm six three, two 220 pounds, and will punch a hole through your chest. Like I'm not some fat radio DJ from 1985. I will whip your ass. I, I, it's, <laughs> I, I it, like don't be a dick and don't threaten me. You know, I have no problem defending myself. Well, anyway.
3: I've seen him shirtless. Yeah. He's fit.
2: He's fit. I'm fit.
4: He's fit. He's, <laughs> he's, he's with well, and it, it's it's weird because yeah, like you're saying, the podcast listener has decided to listen to the podcast, but also the radio listener has also uh, has decided as well. They they could change the station, but I, I think the difference is with a, a radio show that's live. When you so you guys, if you say something they don't agree with or wrong, or they just want to tell you you suck they can do it right there they call up and you know they're a dick uh but with a podcast listener it's not as fun i think to for the the haters to rib you because they don't listen to an episode for like three weeks it's not fun to go back and tweet at some podcast host like hey you know the the movie was actually greased too you idiot you know (laughs) it doesn't make any sense so i think the radio listeners enjoy getting that instant feedback of telling somebody they suck
2: uh, I'd agree with that. I agree. With we haven't had much of that, you know. I mean, you're going to have some. It's just it's it's inevitable. Um, but I mean, the first week they threw us out for a live broadcast, which I think it was already on the books before. And so, like before us, I mean, the, the midday girl who's now full time, she's wonderful. Nate, you would love
4: her. This girl, Mickey, she's awesome. Oh yeah, I follow her now. She looks really cool. She yeah. is
2: the sweetest, most hardest working person I've ever seen and she's awesome. She told me her age the other day. I'm not going to repeat it, but I was blown away how old she is like in real people years Mm -hmm. and how young she looks.
5: Wow.
2: I mean, you would think she's like in her late 20s or early 30s. Yeah,
5: Yeah,
4: that's what I would think.
2: Yeah, no. That's how awesome she is. Awesome positivity and sunshine makes you look like that. You know
5: What are you smiling at? Um, I don't. I don't look at her and think she's that age. I look at her and think she's maybe around my age. So if she's older than that, then I would probably be a little shocked. She is. Okay, so yeah. then I would be shocked. Yeah, you would be. Yeah. Yeah,
2: she's she's she and she's great. You you would Nate totally totally get along with her. But they threw us out at a you know live broadcast, which was which was fine. And let me tell you, we get out there. It's at Twin Peaks. You know, we have we had one in Atlanta, right? You know, the the girls are dressed in like their under drawers and they go around and, and, and everything and, you know, bar food and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it, it was very nice establishment, very clean. It's right there in Sacramento. And uh, we go out there and, you know, didn't expect obviously a, 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 a drove of fans to show up. We had been on the day. It was our fourth day on the air, Right. But we did have, you know, some people that came out that wanted to meet us. They said, Hey, look, I just start listening, which was way cool. But the, the, the react, like we had the promotions, they were set up. They had signs and stand-ups and...
5: Banners.
2: Banners. They took time to make these little cards for people so they could QR code the website to learn more about us. Um, the, the, the banner I mean, it was amazing. They had stuff to give away. They had people behind the table, so when listeners came up, they actually yep. had somebody to talk to. <laughs> they're good talkers where they're actually doing... Because you can't spell promotions without promo right ah,
5: it, now that works
2: <laughs> and that's your job is to promote what i know it's a crazy crazy thing and they guess what they did promoted. Pr- promote promoted. it <laughs> wow. they promote it uh and they looked good doing it and i couldn't have been more grateful and then we had just about every AE slash salesperson that we work with come out. We had management, top brass management come out. Yes. Uh, it, 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 we had other radio personalities from sis, our sister stations come out.
4: Wow. Uh, That's crazy. Where the fuck am I right now? <laughs> yeah, you guys have had quite the first week. You you had an in-studio guest, a live broadcast, you got merch, uh, <laughs> you got all your gaming, and you guys sound great. It sounds like you've been working all working together for years. So and that's good the, first b- week.
2: Thank you. That's the biggest compliment. You know, that's I, I don't know if I told you that, but I know I've told numerous people. You know, I don't, I'm not good with compliments. So if, if all I hear is somebody say, you know, you you guys sound like you've been on, together for a long time or, you you know, you've kind of have already woven into the fabric of the radio station in Sacramento. And that's what we want to do. I mean, we're not fake. We only talk about the things that we know about. But we've done pretty good since we've been here. I mean, we've been out a lot. Yes. Uh, a lot, a lot. You know, so I mean, we don't know every nook and cranny of the city. But we've seen we've seen a few things.
5: We've seen a few things. And I got a car now. So today I'm going to go to the city. Are you really to the city? I thought you were going to look for
2: a place to live.
5: I am, but I'm going to the city.
2: You go. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna move into the big city of Sac. No, no, I just looking for the black people. (laughs) I heard that segment. You heard that segment? (laughs) Yeah. She's like, where... So the guy that came out to the live broadcast, (laughs) he's also African-American. His name is KC. He does a sports show at the ESPN station. He's a great dude. Like, the the sweetest guy, Nate. He's just such a nice human being. Cool. And I just made the joke, like, when we first met him, Nikki gravitated towards him. Like, she just... It's like magnets, right? And I'm watching, and... She just, nothing else existed. So I thought she was a little sweet on him. No. And, uh, and so he comes out, and I didn't know he had a fiancé. So I put him in the air, and I'm you know, playing the, mm-hmm. the, the, the back and forth thing. But she said, she, I, you asked him, where all the black people live, right? Didn't you ask him?
5: <laughs> um, I don't think I asked him, no.
2: You're like, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know where all the black people live. I'm trying to find a place <laughs> to live.
5: <laughs> Kim, Kim gave me some suggestions. Oh, Kim. Kim did, Yeah,
4: yes. Kim, Kim. Yeah. Uh, it's in a neighborhood. It's called Black Romano. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
5: Nate. So, yeah, I'm going to go today, look for some places, but I'm also going to go downtown because I haven't been down there yet, so I want to see what did it looks you, like.
4: Did you buy a car, or are you just renting one for no, now I so you can get around? I just
5: rented one for now, yeah.
4: Cool.
2: What is it? Is that, is that gray thing out there? Uh-huh. What is it? It's a Camry. <laughs>
4: that great thing. That great
2: thing.
5: <laughs> well, I,
4: I, <laughs> it's a spaceship.
5: <laughs> and I had a dream last night that a bus hit it. I'm like, oh my God. Oh like, my- Right out there, like a bus uh, ran into it. I had the same. Oh, so
4: you didn't get the insurance then? I'm I
5: definitely <laughs>
3: did.
4: Oh, okay. Well, you'll be fine then. Fuck the bus.
2: Fuck the bus. We got a school right across the street.
3: Yeah, but she's parked. Do you see how deep into the sidewalk she's parked? Yeah, Because crazy. I don't
5: want anyone to hit it.
3: I'm just saying, if that bus is coming in there, it's coming in the front door of the house. <laughs> <So baby>. Nobody's <laughs>
5: hitting my sweet ride.
4: <laughs> I, Nikki, I think there's a chihuahua under your tire. <laughs>
2: Uh, so yeah, the first week was good. Uh, Brent uh, from Shinedown, he reached out to me uh, the weekend before we started because he had seen you know the, the move and he was like, hey, I want to be your first guest. And I was like, all right, cool. So set that up for Monday. I thought that was neat. And then uh, the aftershock lineup was announced. Oh, by the way, let me address that. Some douche nozzle on Facebook. Uh, like when we first started, it was, I think Tuesday and this was an Atlanta listener and said, uh, he's like, you know, I think I'm done with uh, these guys or the podcast or whatever. You know, I have no interest in uh, listening to uh, them talk about a show in Sacramento, California. Okay. If it were a show at like, you know, the hard rock or Jimmy's deli or something Mm -hmm. like that, I could, I could understand where you're coming from. Right. But it's a concert that people from all over the world travel to. Think Woodstock, not in your day, all right? <laughs> think, think, think this. You know, it's like Bonnaroo. It's like yeah. Lollapalooza. These hey, welcome are, to Rockville. Welcome to Rockville, uh, which by the same pr- promoter. The, it, it's, it's that big, and it's in our own backyard at Discovery Park. That's why we're talking about it. So before you post something, it, usually when you post something that's negative— think about it first because most of the time 99.9% of the time you look stupid you're saying something you know nothing about and you haven't done the research you're just doing it to be a dick
3: mm-hmm.
2: and when you when you dick post emotional dick post you look people see that and whether you care or not it doesn't matter they're going to see you and your name and whatever group and they're going to be like this guy's an emotional dick poster <laughs> Don't
4: be an emotional dick poster.
5: Oh my goodness. They're
4: actually headlining the uh, the festival.
3: Emotional dick posters,
5: <laughs> right? <Yeah.
3: laughs> I so a tattoo of their logo. So, <laughs> uh,
2: so Jacoby Shaddix from Papa Roach lives right up the street, and you know, like they're he's Mister Sacramento, right? And and so uh, we got him to come in because the the radio station has a great relationship with them. And now I've met him numerous times. I've interviewed him numerous times. But that was back in my Orlando days. We never had him on in Atlanta. Nope.
5: Um, At least I never saw him. Yeah, never
2: had him on in Atlanta for whatever reason. Uh, But in Orlando, I used to have him on like fairly often, like once a year. Mm. And so Papa Roach has always been one of my favorite uh, bands, just in general. But definitely one of my favorite live bands. And I just love that dude. Plus, our friend Jamie, Nate cuts his hair right oh nice (laughs) yeah yeah that's right yeah so so he comes in and and we you know we had a great conversation you know we were able to change up the clocks a little bit so I can do more of my style you know the first day they had us playing you know an extra song at the top of the hour it just sounded weird and it just didn't flow it was really uncomfortable you know it was very compartmentalized and I'm not a fan of compartmentalized radio And so, uh, but they've, you know, the the thing with this radio station, you're not going to believe me when I say this name, this is what they said to me. They said, every question that you have, the answer is yes. Until you prove that it should be. No.
4: Uh Oh, did you guys all die? Is no. this a dream? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, like any, any, any decision. You know, now we'll probably in the next couple of weeks sit down with certain people and tweak just to, you know, something I'm missing or the show's missing, just to make sure it's the best product we can put out there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they're like, you know what you're doing, you do it. I'm like, yeah, oh, I, I said, I, I got like, I have to leave offices quickly because I'm afraid they're going to change their minds.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what it should be. You, I mean, They hire you guys to do what you do because that's what you do. And, you know, other people are supposed to manage or sell or whatever. Like if everybody just does their job and does it correctly, it, it works great like that.
2: I agree. You know, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's a different way of life out here, especially with, again, I, I was talking about this on, on the radio show this week. I don't know if it's the labor law thing or what, but people are so happy to work and there's so many people working You know, you go into stores and there's like four or five people working. And even at the radio station, you know, we'll leave at, you know, eight o'clock at night and there's, you know, our, our boy, Charlie, who's an older gentleman, but just is the glue to that place. He's there. And then, you know, some of the girls in promotions will still be there doing work. I'm like, what are you guys doing? It's Friday night, go home. They're like, no, not until I get this done. <laughs> That's awesome. You guys are crazy. You're nut jobs. You know, so uh, it's good. And then listen to this. <clears throat> so uh, I haven't talked about this yet, so nobody knows about this until now. And it's weird. I feel like this podcast now has become the behind the scenes of the radio show.
5: Right. Well, you can say here what you can't say on
2: what, air. Which, by the way, now the podcasts are up for the radio show. Okay, it took us a minute. Oh, and I get to, oh let me expl- let me explain that first. Okay. Get, help me out with my train of thought. Okay. What was I going to say before I switched gears? You were going to tell oh, the, us? Oh, the, okay, the Odyssey app thing. So just hold on to that. Okay. Just remind me. Just okay. don't think, forget about that. Okay. So here's the reason why the podcast from the radio show took so long to get up. What's the reason? You're not going to believe this. You are not going to believe this. It was a legal issue and that the BS and the Bailey show were not trademarked by me, which now there's a filing too. I thought I did, but the big kicker was that they found a similar show that goes by the name the BS, the Bailey show, like really similar That's on iHeart, which is a competing broadcasting company to us. And so an entire day goes by of us trying to figure this out. And then I had one of those moments where I was like, who is this person that has, like, I know most of the radio shows out there. Like, I would definitely know a show (laughs) that has my My name. same name. (laughs) So I Google the BS, the Bailey show, and it just comes up, you know, us from the podcast and also the radio show. So I'm like, well, it's probably because it's on my phone and it's learned, you know, whatever. I was Like, let me do the BS, the Bailey show, I heart. So I Google that and it comes up us. <laughs> so the people like our corporate is in Philadelphia. So it's on East Coast time and they're not in the tech, the digital department. They're not radio people. So they don't know anything about that stuff. They're all just techie dudes. So they thought they didn't realize that was this we were the same person. They I, I don't know if they didn't they even realized that other people not working for iHeart can be on the iHeart app. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so I, I I go to my boss, I said, So the problem is is me. He goes, What do you <laughs> mean? I said, The problem's me. If you look on the iHeart app, the show that they're talking about. Is me, and I had to show him, and it was like one of the you know that the, you guys seen Molly's Game, no, okay with uh, with uh, Idris Elba uh, Idris Elba Idris Elba Elba and uh, uh, is it Jessica Chastain No, I haven't the red the redhead anyway. So there's yeah, a, you're right uh, Jessica Chastain. So and Kevin Costner is in it, and there's a scene. Um, she was a former Olympic skater. And then she becomes, she starts running these uh, high stakes poker games in New York and then LA. And then she gets arrested because she takes a rake, which is illegal. That's when it becomes illegal when you start profiting off of it. Uh, But the people that were playing in the games were like Russian mafia and it was some really bad people, but they weren't bad to her for the most part, right? They were just playing poker and, and they're playing for two, three, four, five, six hundred thousand $600,000, sometimes a million dollars, Ooh. a lot of money in this poker game. Anyway, um, she gets arrested and she, they're, they're in mediation. Idris Elba, Elba. Idris Elba. Yes. is her defense attorney and they're in mediation with the prosecution and he's trying to get juice on the Russian mafia. Really? They don't really want her, but they're willing to take all of her money and put her behind bars. And this is a true story. If, if she doesn't give him the information. And so the prosecution in this mediation goes, starts reading off. He goes, you cannot tell me you did not have a connection with them outside of the poker games. Let me read these text messages. I need Molly. Bring Molly. Did you see Molly? Do you have any more Molly? Bring Molly. Molly needs to be here. Please pick Molly up. And the list goes on and on and on. She goes, they're talking about the drug. Yeah. Uh. Ecstasy. And it was like a, like one of those dumb moments. And then Idris Elba, he goes, Look, you just stepped in it, man. <laughs> he looks so stupid. That's how I felt when I was like, Guys, it's us. <laughs> like the reason why we're having, we're battling ourselves right now. So the other thing that's happened this week is, uh, Odyssey has uh, has launched a new app. The company we work for is Odyssey and they launched a new app and it's very user-friendly and it's a very, very, very cool app. And they asked me to interview Wolfgang Van Halen in which we interviewed Wolfgang in Atlanta. Unfortunately, it wasn't the best interview because I had people asking stupid questions. (laughs) And, and so, uh, the, it was like all these people on this zoom call, like to make sure it's, ha- you know, they're recording it and, you know, in another market and they're editing it there. And then they're going to put it on, uh, all the plat, uh, all the odyssey platforms, rock platforms across the country. How, wow. cool, how cool was that?
4: That's really cool. Damn. Damn.
2: <laughs> yeah. First week. And they asked me to do that. And the conversation was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And we get to run the, the, the interview next week on the show.
4: So, That's awesome.
2: yeah, it, it's it's funny, you know, like talking to I, I don't know what it is. It's, you know, Brent was way cool. Jacoby was awesome. Wolfgang was awesome. It's just a different vibe, man. I don't know. It's just a different vibe.
5: Everybody we've talked to has been like it's like we stepped up a notch when, with these interviews with the people. Everybody's high energy, happy to be there, happy to talk. It's it's exciting for me. I love to see it. Love to see it. Nelson, Nelson, know. how you doing? Yeah, I'm
3: just, waiting, <laughs> I'm waiting. What you guys are talking about? What you want me to walk on her? I'm not going to talk what she's talking. I, I, from my standpoint, <laughs> I've never been exposed to this many famous people this quickly. Like he, you
2: know, wa- he wants famous friends.
3: I just want to be a famous person's friend. It's different. It's I know it's a semantic thing, but like
2: I don't understand. Explain. I think
3: that. I would be a good celebrity best friend. To whom? I don't. know. I agree. Just any celebrity.
4: Okay, Nate, to whom? Hmm. Uh, Man, I don't know. Maybe Johnny Knoxville. I can see you tagging up with him.
3: I could be a, I could be a best friend of Johnny Knoxville. I certainly could.
4: That's a random person.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like I could be Burt Kreischer's best friend easily. Well, not his best friend. That's Tom Segura. But you know what I mean? I could be in the outside edge of that.
2: I think you'd drive Burt crazy.
3: Burt? I think I would drive Tom crazy. But I think Burt and I would like synergize.
2: Oh. Well. Mm, I don't, I don't know, Nelson. You're, I don't know. Who, Go ahead.
3: I, I, I can take
2: it. No, well, I'm just being honest. I, I, I don't know many people that would want you as their best friend.
5: He's my new best friend.
2: He's a little much at times. Yes, I am. You're, you're like a, you're <laughs> like a long distance relationship. That's, that's the, that's the closest you should be.
3: That's, I'm gonna start calling myself that before I call myself a strong flavor. But I like that. I'm like a long distance relationship. <laughs> A lot of me in one shot, and then you're like, okay, we're good. Abscess makes the heart go
2: <laughs> Yep. I live in Alaska. Yeah. Why do you think loves me?
3: He sees me once every six years. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Exactly. Uh, I'm getting pictures as uh, Rach packs up uh, the house, and I got pictures this morning. Jeremiah fucking Sample came over with uh, one of his kids to take uh, some of the furniture apart and tear down the golden scissor studio i didn't think i was gonna get emotional it was, I was I, ta- I had to i had to take a minute
5: oh wow um, yeah
2: that was the first picture like i woke up to this morning i had to leave my phone on usually i turn it off because the safe light guy's outside fixing my window finally and she sends me a picture and it shows you know jeremiah um doing the thing and i was just like god that's so sad
5: I had a moment like that last week. It was my first homesick moment because, I don't know, normally when I go or move, I don't really, I'm not homesick, but uh, my sister sent me a picture of my dog sitting outside because my sister's redone my whole house and sitting outside on the patio and she's pulled up my carpet and put new carpet down and like my house looked different and I just I just felt so sad, and I just start tearing up, and I was just like,
2: "I know." Ah, uh, I mean. you do love your dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was kicking the
4: dog. Oh, okay, crying. okay. It was, was, that was, was actually <laughs> the new carpet. They had skinned the dog.
2: She's sad that she couldn't kick the dog. That's why she was crying.
3: But it wasn't see, that. Uh, it wasn't that ring camera footage that you got. No, that, you that, had to that call your make sister me about sad. that didn't make you homesick.
5: No.
2: Oh, her sister's bringing in dudes getting <laughs> slammed on her furniture. <laughs> Smoking Newports.
3: Yeah, she comes up oh, to the house with a Newport hanging out of his mouth. Oh, yeah,
2: just, I'm sitting there going, Nikki, you know they just got done doing it, and the worst thing is, is they they did it on your couch, mm-hmm. and then he he comes out, he walks out, smokes a cigarette on your patio, then walks back in and probably made himself a sandwich from your turkey. meat.
5: <laughs> Good news is, it's her couch now. I'm not <laughs> you, taking
2: it. you can it. have the couch, but seeing you know everything. Like the Golden Scissor Studio, when that was built, that was a thing, right? It became a thing to everybody, to you guys listen, to everybody. And the wall, you know, of all the pictures and everything was just so neatly organized and put up. And, and I made those shelves. I actually built those shelves. Uh, it was, it's, it's, ve- it's now it's bare. There's nothing down there.
5: Wow. So I get,
2: I get emotional when it comes. To, you're not supposed to get emotional with properties. Like when you sell them, even like my investment properties like Paradise City and Beach Charity City. And you know what? I got emotional over that, too. We only had that for like a year and a half. But it's like, I don't know. It's, 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 I'm, I'm not good like that. This house is going to be real tough. Real tough to part with.
5: Oh, yes. You're going to have to die in this one. Yeah. You yeah. Can stay here forever.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not talking about the house we're oh, moving oh. into. No, I'm talking the about one house they're a, yeah, the house that. are leaving. We so oh.
5: many fun things there and memories. Like, we went through the pandemic in that house. Well, his kids grew up there, too. By, yeah. Um, yeah. By and
3: large, didn't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: We had some badass parties at that house.
5: Yes. Lots of parties, jacuzzi's, uh, playing cards, um, all of his grilling. Like, we'd, we'd had some fun there.
2: We've got eight years of radio content at that house.
5: We do. Eight years, you know. <laughs> so mm-hmm. We almost burned it down. We almost
2: burned it down a couple different times. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, yeah. All We're
5: the sitting there recording, and I, I just look over and I see a flame engulfed, and I'm like, Man, oh, something's yeah. on fire. You had a
4: goat? A goat <laughs> live in your backyard for a little bit? <laughs>
2: we had a goat live back there. The wildlife issues that that I had at that house,
4: mm-hmm. one of them being Brandon peeing
2: <laughs> twice.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Is he still alive? Have you talked to him? How's
4: he doing? Yeah, he's hanging in there. Yeah, actually, oh, I should probably bring this up now. So we've kind of, or I, I guess I did. I made the executive decision to to change around the the days we air things. So uh, we're doing the BS is now today, uh, on Wednesday. And then um, the Clueless 2 is going to be on Monday. And then uh, Mexico moment is going to be on Friday. So kind of space it out through the week. So you have something, you know, throughout the week to listen to. I think that was a fine call.
5: Yeah, Monday, Wednesday, you. Friday. That
2: was a good executive decision. That was a good, good call. All right. Thank you. Yeah. So that's what's going on. You know, we're, we're closing our house uh, at the end of this month and Rach and Ariel will be out here at the end of this month and we're going to stay there and I bought some furniture and she's putting a pod together and she's going to ship it off and it'll be here, uh, the day they get here and then I just have to unload it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, sure. all, it's, it's all happening. It's all happening. Are they flying or are they driving? They're, they're flying. The, uh, still haven't figured out how to get all the dogs here. We were trying to think of, like, buying them airline seats, but it's like, Fat Fat's too fat. He's too big to go in there. You mm-hmm. know? So um, that's not going to work. You know? So we we'll have to find some other things to do. So I think we're the, the cheapest or the most inexpensive thing to do is just to get like a luxury SUV and just put some blankets in the back and some beds and just go from there. The sprinter van, the RV, the all that stuff is gonna cost way too much money. Way too much money. So yeah. I think that's what we're gonna do. Just get like a big suburban. And, you know, I just don't like them driving cross country. But Rachel's like, I'm more than capable of doing it. It's no sense spending all this money. Yeah. And I'm like... Ah.
5: And she's already made the trip. She already knows what to expect.
2: Well, she's not going to take the same route. She's going to take a different... She'd have to, She'd be taking a different route.
5: But I'm saying she knows the, you know, being in the car, driving across. <laughs> she, she, she'll she be
2: fine. Yeah, you know, and at that time, when she comes over in June, the, she's not going to have any issues with weather right. at all. You know, she's not going to have the wind kick up, the snow, and, and all. That. You probably know rain. You know, she should be pretty good. So, anyway... All right, uh, premium two percenters. Stick around after our conversation with our guest. We'll get you some premium bonus content. And our, uh, why are you looking at me like that?
5: I'm not looking at you like anything. I'm just watching you speak.
2: You look angry. You look angry. I know why she's angry. <laughs> because Because of what we're about to talk about. After our guest. I'm not angry. You're angry. I'm not. She's angry because she's now in the gym. I gave her what she asked for, and now she regrets it <laughs> for numerous reasons.
5: you just a little much sometimes.
2: Oh, so. I'm a little much. Yes. How about you're a little much, and that's why you're in the gym? I mean, I that's a weigh weight joke.
5: a bit much, which is why I'm in the
2: gym. You got to be put. At, we'll have this conversation after our guest. Hang on.
5: Hold up. Wait a minute.
0: Let's hear from our sponsors.
2: Just about everything needs to be insured in your life, right? So find the best in the business. That'd be Sean Camp at Country Financial. House, boat, motorcycle, car, you name it, needs to be insured. How do you get a hold of Sean? Easy. Call him. He'll pick up. 678-519-9028. Tell him Jason said, hello, 678-519-9028. Yeah, make sure you mention the BS because he takes care of the two percenters. Or you can email sean.camp at countryfinancial.com. S-H-A-U-N dot C-A-M-P at countryfinancial.com. The Camp Agency at Country Financial. It is your one-stop shop for all your insurable needs. You're the only person I'm going to say this to. Feel free to call my wife. 404-797-4600. That's if you're looking to buy or sell a house because she's a realtor, and that's why I'm here, to tell you how great she is and how awesome she's going to be for you. She's a realtor with Coldwell Banker Rachel Guy. She's your guy, and she's my wife, and she's awesome. 404-797-4600. You can also get a hold of her. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. Rodents get cold too. They might want to get warm in your attic or crawl space. Uh-uh, not on Inspect All Pest Services. Watch com. That's the website you need to go to and book an appointment. Mention the BS, receive 10% off your exclusion work. Did you know that uh, one big issue with house fires is that squirrels cause them by chewing constantly, chewing on the wires, plus all the disease the rodents bring in. Don't let that happen to your house. InspectAllServices.com.
0: And back to you, Jason. (laughs) If there is ever a person that we
2: need to talk to, at uh this time of year march madness it would be our guest right now i guess brandon lang you would be considered a i don't want to say yeah you'd be a well you're not a gambler you're a handicapper right you're not really a gambler correct
1: well i mean i gamble i mean i live in vegas <sighs> It's not unknown for me to pull a couple strippers and go gamble with them at Bellagio. I mean, so, you know, play a little craps, play a little blackjack. There's nothing better than being on a blackjack table or a or craps table with like two hotties, two strippers rolling the dice and watching them, you know, hit the pass line about 11 times. And it's, you know, and then when you tell Matthew McConaughey played you in the movie, it's like fishing with dynamite. So you put all those elements together here in Vegas. We've had some pretty good gambling runs, man.
2: I, I, I was just in Vegas. My best friend lives out there. He's. Uh... He's a he's a he's a big time DJ. He's got residency at Omni and Hakkasan and you know Wet Republic and all that good stuff. And uh, my wife and I did a cross country trip as we moved to California, and we did three days in Vegas. And uh, and there's just something about the city. There's just something about sitting down at a Mississippi stud table for seven hours. It's just there's just some there's just something to it. You know, you can't replicate Vegas anywhere
1: else in the world, I don't think. No, but here's the thing. When you live here, you go through that cycle of been there, done that. Uh-huh. And I live, I can jump, I live in Summerlin. So I can jump in my car and be at the valley at the wind in 12 minutes.
5: Oh, that's close.
4: Ugh, that's, that's dangerous. Oh, so it's all, literally all freeway. Yeah traffic.
1: Cause I'm usually going down there to meet friends for dinner at eight o'clock. Then we'll probably play some poker or whatever. And, and we always end up at one of our favorite adult establishments because you got to support the local, the local, the local employees. And and yeah, I got a roster. I got a six eleven, six one Ukraine girl. I always got to feed her in the post. And then I got a couple of point guards, little Latin five nine point guard. And my roster, my is pretty big. Everybody's pretty tall, so my point guard's five nine. But uh, <laughs> you got to watch out for my five ten Filipino because you don't find many five ten Filipinos. And she's just she'll get you a triple double in the first half. So we well, always end up there, and, and we got to take care of our players. And then, you know, I'm home by, you know, 4 a.m. I'd like to tell you I look like this because that's exactly what I did last night. But that's not the case. So um, but there have been many days where I've rolled in and done radio shows after getting dragged out by my buddies who come into town, which going back into what you said, that's kind of the only time I go out now is when buddies come into town. Because, you know, my mom moved here in 1983 I can't go out and go to Dre's and then have, eat breakfast at 10 and get home at 11. Wow. And, and we're rolling on E and we've been doing blow all night. And, and and you're like, what am I doing? I'm 60 years old now. So, guys, I'll come out. We'll have some cocktails. We'll play a little poker. I'm out. Midnight. Cinderella. Glass shoe. Absolutely. <laughs> goodbye. I'm the, out. The, I, the Irish goodbye where Brandon doesn't even it, say goodbye. He just peace. I just turned 60 and I look like I just retired from the Raiders. I mean, I'm in the, I'm, I'm just, I look like a monster. So I'm so into health and fitness now that my boys know he ain't coming out, but one night if we're in town for three, this isn't Brandon Lang 10 years ago when we're going to have a lot of Star Trek moments. Well, Lang, what do you mean by Star Trek moments? We're going to go where no man has gone before. Those are Lang Vegas Star Trek moments. Those are long gone. You might get one of those a year if you get me on the right night other than that I'm home I got a chess workout tomorrow that's more important than hanging out with you knuckleheads chasing strippers till 4 a.m so ah I'm out like a fat girl in dodgeball that's it see ya and so you kind of get into the flow of it's it's a it's a normal town. Until you walk out of the grocery store, and you want to slide in that little room, play a little video poker, and see if you can win grocery money. That's the only thing that separates Vegas from other cities right. of just being in a normal city. Great restaurants, great parks, great dog parks. Um, which, by the way, if you're single and want to meet women, get a dog, go to a dog park, and it's fishing with dynamite there as well. It makes your dogs cute. <laughs> but that's it. It's yeah. just like any other town.
2: So, you, you know, you mentioned the movie that was made about you, Matthew McConaughey, played you in Two for the Money uh, that came out in the early 2000s. And it was the, the story behind at least what I read on, on how it came to, to fruition because, you know, your background is that, you know, you, you just are good at what you do. I mean, it was like you kind of fell into it, right, handicapping and winning people money. And then it was just almost right place, I don't say luck, but right place, right time where your movie was picked up, or your story for the movie was picked up, I should say.
1: So I leave the Pacino character in '95, and he wasn't going to let me go. I made him too much money. So I just basically FedExed him a letter and said, See ya, and drove away from New York. Got to Vegas hug my mom give her a kiss I said he's not gonna let me go I gotta I gotta leave the country for a while I said he thinks I'm gonna go to work for somebody else I went down to Australia and just bounced around Australia for three months scuba dive great barrier reef skydived got laid probably 25 times as an American down in Australia where you just walk into a bar and buy him a drink and it's over And, and I had guys tell me that And they're exactly right because Australian men are pigs. They don't get the door for women. They don't buy women drinks. And so you're an American. You go in, you buy them a drink. They think you're the greatest guy in the world. I ended up in Perth. I was playing in a pick. And then I met two bartenders, kept going to the same bar and eating muzzles every day because they're the greatest muzzles on the face of planet Earth. And these guys were basketball players. And so they're like, hey, we got a league game tonight. We need a guy. I'm like, great. So I bought shoes. Um, Scored 27 in the game. Like, dude, you got to stay here. So I moved out of my flat that I was renting, and I literally moved in on their couch, and I'm playing two games a week, and it averaged like 34 a game, and I wasn't going to leave. And they wanted to know what my story was. So long story short, I told my story, and the one bartender goes, that'd be a great movie, mate. So I go back to L.A., I'm like, okay, I don't want a 10-bar, I don't want to wait tables, they don't want to be bothered when they eat and drink. I said, I got it. I've caddied in my life. I know how to get a guy around a golf course. I said, I'll get a job at a golf course as a caddy where directors, writers, and producers play golf. Bottom line, you give me your ear for four hours, I'm going to close you. That's it. I'll sell ice to a penguin. It, it's not a problem. That's that's my number one is my personality and my genuineness and my sincerity. Just let me caddy. Uh-huh. Work my way in as a caddy. First loop out of the box was Robbie Krieger, guitarist of The Doors, single bag Sunday afternoon. I'm not a weed guy. Don't really smoke a lot of weed my whole life. I'm not an edible guy. I take an edible. I think I'm going to die and commit suicide. I, I can't. I can't handle the whole vibe of being high <laughs> on marijuana.
5: <laughs> Me too. Robbie,
1: Robbie breaks out a joint. So well, this is Robbie Krieger the door. So I smoke a little weed with Robbie, and we're talking. All of a sudden, we get into Jim Morrison and suicide and the Doors, and it was just this really deep stoner conversation between me and Robbie Krieger on a golf course. There's really nobody on the golf course. This is Riviera where they just played the tournament a couple a month ago. And I literally remember calling my mom when I got home and I go, if Robbie Krieger was my first guy out of the box, I'm going to make this thing happen. Sure enough, three months later caddied for Rene Russo's husband, Dan Gilroy, who's a screenwriter, pitched him my idea. Dan's a gambler. He loved it. Had me meet Renee for lunch and they were bouncing around five different ideas they were going to produce. And Renee said about six minutes into the conversation, she says, you have the most genuine personality of anybody ever met in my life, Dan. We're going to make his movie. Dan wrote it. Six years later, Pacino, McConaughey, Jeremy Piven, Renee Russo, two for the money. And it really was that easy. Wow. And, and people say to me all the time, why? Why you? And I'm like, if you have an energy and that energy is genuine, successful people want to be around you. They want, they want to be around your energy, your positive energy. And I really firmly believe that that's what I've done my whole life. I believe you reap what you sow. I tip really big. I throw it around. I know people in the service industry. You don't know what kind of day they're having. Um, I'll tip 30 40% always, sometimes 50% if the service is absolutely fantastic. And I just believe it comes around. Mm-hmm. And I've been really lucky in my life with that that Brandon Lang game plan. So to have the movie come out, to get Matt to play me, um, who did a great job, by the way, um, it's got me laid a lot with the uh, me and McConaughey picture on the set in New York. You know, I just pull that picture at a bar and then I fake the phone call to Matt. and I'm like, he can't come out, he's got the kids and the wife in town. I it's, it's been a good, good run, it really has. So, <laughs> please, please tell me you've done that. Please tell me that wasn't fake. No, I swear to God, yeah, I okay, good. Uh, I'm, I wish I could, yeah, no, I wish I, I mean, maybe I can blow up the picture, but this is the picture that in the bar. Literally, I know the picture. Um, I think I've seen it online. I know the picture. Yeah, it's, you're me, it's me and it's me and Matt. There's one of me and Matt at the premiere. And then there's me, me, Matt Pacino on the set in New York where I'm in the middle. I got my arms around the both of them. Um, it's fishing with dynamite, man. And then again, to look this way at 60 and I'm recently divorced, it's fishing with dynamite now. Cause guys <laughs> don't look like me at 60. They just don't. I mean, I'm shredded. I look like I just retired from the Raiders. And it's fun walking into a grocery store after just working out and see a 62-year-old woman kind of checking out, and she's kind of hot. I'm like, okay, let's flirt a little bit. It's it's, it's fishing with dynamite, boy, especially here in Vegas. So it's I, been a great, great run.
2: You're, you're on testosterone, aren't
1: you? <laughs> one cc a week prescribed yeah. by my doctor. So this, this isn't should, like, you no, know, no, no, this
2: no, is No, 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 I'm a ba- there should there's not, there's not one man over 40 that should not be doing testosterone maintenance. I've been doing 100%, it. 100%. But,
1: but the amazing thing is, and I talked about a guy like this on the plane because he goes, you're not 60 it's usually, you look like you're forty, 40, 45. and I'm like going. It's a lot of hard work, buddy. It it is. It's a lot of hard work. You can take one CC a week. That's great, mm. but if you don't put the work in the gym, you can't. You can't look like this. It's hard, yeah. but it's amazing the boost that it gives you. It really is.
2: I've been doing it for two and a half years, and even the FDA has approved Deca now too. So back in the day, you know that was you know one of the, the Trinity of taboo. You know that that was illegal. So it's you know, and I'm forty-seven, so I get it, dude. Totally get it.
1: Yeah, it's the Deca. The testosterone stack that's yeah. the, the main stack that people tell you if you're going to do a stack do a little one cc a deck on monday one cc a test on thursday and you're off and running baby yeah.
2: Yeah, just make sure you're under doctor's supervision so they can check your blood. Just a little side yeah. note for everybody: don't black yeah. don't black market it. Go
1: to a doctor anyway. Go to a um, doctor have prescribed, and then give blood every 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 ninety days. Give blood.
2: So uh, the success that you had handicapping, making people money, as you talked about at the beginning of the movie, your boss out in New York that Al Pacino played, and then you eventually got back into the game right, and, and and started doing it in Vegas. Um, you know, I went to your website, BrandonLang.com, which I would tell any gambler, any better, sports better, that's where you'd want to go. You've got different tiers of service that you offer. You know, and at first glance, you know, if you're not a, a gambler or you look at it you get sh- sticker shocked, you're like, well, an entire year you want me to pay you $2,000. Well, if you're making $200,000 plus, it's a pretty probably good deal. Um, wh- what happens... When you lose and somebody has a great, there was a show on TV that they had like a, a, a handicapper helping people out in Vegas and they would come up and they would do like a three game parlay and they'd win two out of three or whatever the case would be. But I can only imagine somebody throwing down a large amount of money and you lose because you pushed them to bet that way. Do they come after you? Well, here's the difference back in the, um,
1: back in the New York days when you're actually talking to guys on the phone but right. you're, you're forcing him to do things and everybody brings up a mirror from the movie. And Amir from the movie was a guy that I met at Mickey Mantles. Dan and I, in, in the script, couldn't get into the real logistics of Amir. People just see McConaughey calling Amir up, what's your favorite cocktail, my man? And then taking Amir on this run where he made so much money and then Amir loses all that money. And the famous line is, John, I had a life! I mean, cause he's buried and he's broke and he's got nothing. That's not how, that's not how it happened. The true story is that I was at Mickey Mantle's on a Tuesday night by myself, just, just grabbed him. I just spent the day with my girlfriend, had to get back out to Long Island. I'm like, let me go to Mickey Mantle's and watch the Knicks game. i at the bar, I'm at the, watching the Knicks and this, there's this guy one seat down and he's yelling and screaming at the TV in the first quarter. And I go, bro, how much you got on that game? He says $100. So I go in my wallet, I pull out 100 and I go here, just shut up, I go it's the first quarter. You wanna yell and scream with two minutes to go in the fourth quarter? Then yell and scream with two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. <laughs> but in the first quarter of an NBA game, that doesn't matter till the fourth quarter, I just wanted to come have a nice dinner tonight at Mickey Mantles and watch the game. Here's your 100, keep it. your bets covered. Now just enjoy the game, cause it's not gonna matter. The Jazz are playing their fourth game in five nights. Come fourth quarter, they got nothing. They're catching a flight back to Utah tonight it's over. Knicks win by 10. You laid the four and a half. Don't worry about it. I turned out, I started eating. Knicks <laughs> are mixer down, mixer down 10 going in the fourth, outscoring by 18, win by eight. And he looks at me and goes, how did you know that in the first quarter? I go, you know what? And then talking to him, he, he worked for a dry cleaners for his dad, um, super nice guy. And I go, you know what? I'm going to take you on. I'm going to take you on. And I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take you on. I'm going to make you a personal project of mine. So I gave him my car and said, call me. And I went on a run for this guy, like, and I have buddies now that I have certain guys I can give game to and I never, I never, I never lose. There's other buddies I give games to, I can't win for them. So I tell them you're not getting a game for the rest of your life. You're the kiss of death. You're a mush. Stay away from me. You're but I got certain buddies where when I give them a game, it can't, it, it, they're my good luck charm. And Amir became my good luck charm. I went on a tear for him where he went from betting a hundred a game. I think the first night I gave him three and oh, so he picks up three hundred. Next night I had him bet three hundred on three games, I went two and one. Next night I met him bet five hundred on three games, went three and oh. And I literally built him up to where over a one month period he collected like thirty-seven thousand. Wow. And so now he's no longer betting a hundred a game. He's betting what 500 to 1000 a game. And I went on a six-month run for him where I had to have made him over $400,000. But now in this run with him, I'm saying, Amir, my man, put some money away because the losing streak is coming. I'm telling you, I've been doing this a long time. Nobody can win like this. No, John, you John, you're the man, John, went out and bought a Ferrari. Went out, he was He was out of control. And then, of course, the losing streak comes, and he loses it all loses everything. And then that's when he goes, I had a life. And Dan says, I have to, you crushed him. I'm gonna have to put it in the script this way. I go, that's fine, Dan. I'll 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 explain the story to people if I get a chance to explain. So it's not like I buried him. And so that goes into brandonlang.com. I don't talk to anybody at Brandonlang.com and I'll give you a perfect example. I had an unbelievable January. Unbelievable January. One of my best Januaries I've ever had. Then I destroyed lives in February. Lost the Super Bowl, couldn't get out of my own way, um, just basically gave back all the profits. If you're a guy who bought a month package in January, man, you were singing praises to Brandon Lang. Brandon Lang, not the Easter Bunny, not Santa Claus, not Allah, not Jesus Christ. You were singing praises to Brandon Lang in January. He is the man. But the February, if you bought a month package, he's the worst. He's a scumbag, motherfucker. I, just, you know what? He is the worst. That's it. Now, if you bought a package in March, I'm six and one my last seven in college basketball heading into this tournament. Last March had the greatest March of my entire career. My entire career went eleven and two in the NCAA tournament. No parlays. The business model at BrandonLang.com is each of my eleven handicappers release one play a day. That's it. One play a day at the website right now. Every one of my handicappers did a bracket. And, and so go, if you're doing a bracket, go there, look at their bracket, get some help. We, we do that every single year. And that's it. And, and and so the guys who have jumped on in March, they're pretty happy right now. But the February guys, if they saw me walking through a casino, I'd probably have to start running. And that's the problem with picking games every day is guys are going to get on a winning streak. Guys are getting get on a losing streak. I can't help when you jumped on, and I run into guys who were in college in my heyday, when the movie came out, in 0, 05, 06, 07, 08, 09, when I was on ESPN, I was on Stephen A. Smith's show, in my heyday, I have run into guys in the last couple of years ago. go, dude, you were the man, we were in college, you were the man, and I say the same thing to all of them, I go, did you get on me when I was on a winning streak, or did you get on the go? A little bit of both, but you're still a man. And I'm like, okay, I cost them money. It's gonna happen. I mean, you can't. Yeah. You're gonna run into people who you won money for, and you're gonna run into people who you, you lost money for. And you just kind of, you kind of take it the grain of salt.
2: Your your overall Super Bowl selection, I read, was uh, as far as win, loss, tied twenty five and four and two. So yeah, so the I lost
1: the, the, the I lost three in a row though.
2: Okay, so three in a row. So I I I didn't game script the last Super Bowl properly either i didn't think it was going to go the way it went at all not our
1: fault bro not our fault if I saw the defensive coordinator who's now I won't even say his name I won't even say his name I'll beat him within an inch of his life if I see him in person I really will if I run into that man in person somewhere I will punch him right in the face I will start beating him I'll stand before the judge I'll, te- I'll I'll plead temporary insanity I'll tell the judge exactly what happened I'll explain how much money he cost me and my clients I'll say he didn't blitz one time in the second half I said your honor I lost it I'm doing 30 days in a mental institution I am no record no criminal record, no history of violence, no nothing, I'll get a temporary insanity so I beat him within an inch of his life, throw me in a mental institution for a year, I'm okay, I'll be Jack Nicholson in one floor of the cuckoo's nest, I'm all right, I'll get the big engine, have a basketball court, I get good drugs every day, nice warm bed and I'm talking to crazy people for a year. I'll take that for, for for the anger and the frustration that my team scored more points than any team in Super Bowl history and I lost, why? Because the defensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles was an absolute dumbass who didn't realize I'm gonna bring I have I I gotta bring the house I gotta roll the dice I gotta play man behind it and force this kid to make throw after throw after throw after throw. Now let's just sit back and watch him go up and down. It's just it's just so frustrating to be on the right side. And I say there's three things you can't handicap: penalties, turnovers coaching stupidity you can't you can't handicap those three things and if one of those happen you're screwed
2: that's what i i i I bet in on the philadelphia eagles defense i was all in on their defense and miles sanders that's that's how i thought the game script would go listen jalen
1: hurts had the game of his life
2: yeah he had the game of
1: any quarterback in a super bowl's life i mean it was just the uh The defensive line of the Eagles should give their money back, and all four of those guys should retire. That's it. They were atrocious.
2: (laughs) All four of them should retire. They just re-signed Kelsey, so
1: (laughs) I think he's going to be around for a second. Well, Uh, that's the the center. I'm talking about Fletcher Cox and Hargrove and all those boys. I wouldn't show my face and fill it. Zero sacks against that offensive line. Mm -hmm. Zero. Let me look through my hand. Zero. Number (laughs) one sack team in the NFL. Zero. March Madness,
2: uh, obviously no one – well, I don't want to say obviously. I didn't know. I don't think anyone's ever picked a perfect bracket in the history of brackets. Can't do it. It's impossible. It's impossible. Warren Buffett always does the thing where the gimmick is, you know, go out, pick the bracket, sign up for my whatever he's doing. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, this year's a little bit different just because, you know, and I'm not a huge NCAA fan, uh, basketball fan, but, you know, you don't have a, a lot of the norm teams in there, like North Carolina's not there and so on and so forth. So uh, what do you tell people like people who go to brandonlang.com and said, I need some help. I'm betting the house on this tournament. What should I do?
1: First of all, you just said something that I'm glad you said, a don't ever bet the house on anything. Only bet what you can afford to lose. Bam. I have buddies that come to Vegas and I tell them, I go, listen, you want to win in Vegas. Here's how you win in Vegas. If you come to Vegas tell yourself what is the amount of money i can afford to lose 3 grand okay so so plan on that 3 grand being gone say you took a girl in the champagne room you blew 3 grand in one night at Spirit Rhino money's gone plan on losing it cuz when you sit down at the table and you don't give a shit about that 3 grand you gamble loose mm-hmm. you play freely you'll double down you won't think about it you you just you, i don't care about this money it's gone it changes your mindset of how you gamble because you can't win with scared money and that's the way you have to approach it. You can't, you can't sit there and you can't, okay, I got, I need to win this hand. Oh my God. It's a five dollar. Oh, I shouldn't double down because I can't afford you're done. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: It changes how you view, how you're going to do things only bet what you can afford to lose. Mm -hmm. And so that's it. And so this tournament though, to me is mind blowing. And here's why. I can't remember when you get a 12 seed and a five seed and the line is two and a half. Normally a 12 seed versus a five seed, it's six or seven. And so you have games like San Diego State playing Charleston, who's 30 and three. The line's two and a half. You have Miami of Florida playing Drake. The line is two and a half. I haven't seen tight lines like this. And so for me, when I look at the tournament and break down the brackets, and again, Um, my brackets up at brandonlang.com. Every one of my handicappers, if you're still doing your bracket, go there, feed off my guys. They do a great job. But for me last year, when I looked at the tournament there were games that jumped out at me. St. Peter's getting 15 against Kentucky. And then the next game, St. Peter's was an eight point underdog against Middle Tennessee State. And I was like, what? You just beat Kentucky and now Middle Tennessee State's giving you eight? St. Peter's went wire to wire, beat them by 10. Then the next game, St. Peter's would getting 12 and a half against slow plotting Purdue. Jumped on St. Peter's again. So after those three wins, they were getting 10 against North Carolina. I jumped on North Carolina. It just fell right into place. I'm looking at this tournament. I don't see any St. Peters. It's just, I've had two sleepless nights since the brackets came out on Sunday night trying to figure out where my upsets are. And uh, there's some tough ones. Louisiana Lafayette, Raging Cajuns can flat out go as a 13 seed. Kent State as a 13 seed because here's the thing, every year in this tournament, a 14 seed, a 13 seed, a 12 seed, one of those three seeds are winning, so with that being said, Here's here, here just because I got to run the 13 seed is Louisiana Lafayette. Keep an eye on them. 13 seed Furman. 13 seed Kent State. There's three 12 seeds I like: Charleston, Drake, and VCU. And for the life of me, number 11 NC State over Creighton. NC State's got that big man in the middle, hadn't missed a meal since Christ came back two thousand years ago. That's going to be a problem for Creighton's big man. I like NC State, an 11 seed. And other than that, it's. I got Alabama winning it all just because I think they're the best team with the best player. Reminds me of Carmelo in Syracuse. Carmelo was going straight to the NBA after his freshman year. If you haven't seen Brandon Miller play, he's an absolute stud. I just think Alabama's better than everybody else, and I think they're over the distraction of him taking the gun to his homie and not having anything to do with it. I think that distraction's done for Alabama, and I think Alabama cuts down the nets.
2: God, wouldn't that be a needle to their football program? Not making the playoffs last year, but winning the tournament. Uh, Hey, real quick before we let you go, what do I always tell you guys about gambling? exactly what the pro just said lose, two gambling. rules to gambling one yep. don't gamble with money you don't have to lose and two if you're not having fun walk away yep. you know? so anyway brandon lang uh i know you got 10 million things to do you gave us so much time thank you so much brother it was a pleasure meeting you best of luck with all your bets and new movies because i know i'm sure you're not done yet so we'll talk soon all right thanks guys all right see you brandon thanks
0: get off my lawn it's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now.
5: Please share, like, and support. PodcastTheBS.com.
0: Now, get out of here!